Hey there, welcome to the Flower Truck Friends podcast. I'm your host, Missy, owner of Honeybee Flower Boutique and Rosalie, our 1967 flower truck. I'm also the creator of Flower Truck 101, a course where I help others launch and grow their own flower truck businesses. On this show, we'll be introducing you to flower truck owners from all over and helping them tell their stories, like what inspired them to get started in the flower truck world, fun facts about their life and upcoming events and projects they're working on. We'll let you know where you can find these flower trucks out and about and on socials too, so you can follow along. We'll also talk about cut flower care and share lots of great information about growing your own cut flowers and we'll get into business tips for flower truck owners and other small businesses with industry experts so grab some tea and get comfy or take us along on your walk or drive we're so happy you're here as these conversations blossom well hey everybody welcome back to the podcast it's been a minute since i recorded uh, an episode for a variety of reasons but i'm super excited today about this episode. It's super special and you'll hear why in just a minute. Um, But you have probably heard me talk about uh, the children's book that I had come out a couple years ago called Lena's Xenias. And it was in memory and honor of my grandma, Lena, who started my love for flowers. She kind of started this whole thing. And you kind of heard, I think if you listen to the first episode of the podcast, you heard how that book idea came about. And we'll talk a little bit more about it today too. Um, And if you haven't listened to the first episode, please go back and listen because you'll hear about that and then how my whole flower truck thing started. You'll hear the whole deal. But I thought today it'd be kind of fun to hear from the illustrator of the book and what was going on in her world and what she thought of the project. And she just so happens to be my beautiful daughter, Sydney. So welcome, Sydney. Hello. Thanks for having me, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a treat for me because um, I'm in the St. Louis area and Sydney's in Kansas City. So I'm getting to see her a little extra before the holidays. So um, on here. So anyway, I wanted to talk to you, um, hon, about what did you think when your crazy mom said to you, hey, I think I have an idea for a children's book and Uh I've kind of written part of it. And yeah, what do you think? So if I'm being honest, I was A, honored and B, I knew I was going to do it, but Mm -hmm. this was also during one of the craziest times of my life thus far. I was teaching Mm -hmm. remotely from my tiny little studio apartment in Chicago Mm -hmm. um, during the pandemic. So I was a little overwhelmed, but I was so <laughs> stubborn because I was like, I can't imagine anyone else illustrating something for my mom, especially mm-hmm. a family story like this. Yeah. I, and we'll talk a little was, bit about that in a sec. Like yeah. we'll, we'll get into the story too, but yeah. I knew it had to be me, but I was just- To illustrate it. You knew to it illustrate. had to be me. Yes. I just didn't know, you know, how it was mm-hmm. going to all work out. And it seemed like such a big task, but I was excited initially. Yeah. And so, um, well, and I remember, I'm pretty sure I've talked about the idea for the book. Basically, a lot of it came to me while I was making dinner one night. And I'm almost certain you and Craig were in town. I feel like you guys were, I don't know what you were doing, but I was like, I do remember sitting making tacos or something. Yeah. And I, out of nowhere, I had to stop and like, God downloaded this idea. And I wrote out a lot of it. Lena's zinnias, because my grandma always grew zinnias and you you knew that. And her name was Lena. And I was like, Hey, that rhymes and And then the whole thing came. But I remember coming to you and going, yeah, I have this written. Like, do you think it's like, I was nervous. Like, what if this is really bad? What if she thinks this whole thing is silly? Um, But you didn't, 
you maybe feel pretty good about it. And no, then... I didn't think that. Yeah. Thinking yeah. back to when you even were before the illustration, bringing up you wanting to write this, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was so cute and such a good idea. And I, I knew it would go over well, but it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it came out of nowhere because literally I'm telling you, God downloaded my brain. And I remember being nervous to like talk to you about it. And then the first time I read it to Josh and Josh is my son, Sydney's brother, I literally hid behind the couch. I didn't want him to look at me when I read it to him. It was just people who have written books know it's very vulnerable, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to get it out there. And I was a little like, if I'm like this with my kids about it, what's, you know, should I really do this? But anyway, so yeah, then I was kind of like, well, um, I would love it if you could illustrate it because she's an amazing artist, but you had never illustrated a children's book before. No. So yeah. And, and, and the other thing that's a blessing for you is, um, you know, this book's about my grandma and my grandparents lived along time and so mm-hmm. you really growing up got to be around them quite a bit and especially my grandma got to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. with her so you you know had a place in your heart for her and yes. really knew her and wanted the characters to look like the people right right that was where a lot of the pressure on myself came from because I it needed to be perfect I had a certain style in mind but I wanted it to look like them because I really knew them these weren't mm-hmm. just made up people so I knew it had to be perfect and I think that perfectionism was a pressure that I was putting on myself which probably made it take way longer than it needed to but I'm so so glad that I took the time yeah and I love that you did that and so you know it took a little while um in my in the first episode I talked um to Jill Savage about and everybody you know go back and listen to that I talked you know she helped point me to some children's authors and someone who helped with editing and they connected me with some publishers but it was a little um, you know, we had some, we wanted Sydney to be the illustrator. A lot of times when you write a children's book, they just put you with an illustrator mm-hmm. and we were kind of like, no, like, you know, we, there were a package deal. Yeah. So we had to find the right, um, circumstances, the right publisher. And then we did. Mm-hmm. And so, and they kind of laid out for you, like what you needed to do and what, you know, how everything had to come to them and all that. And, you know, you were willing to do all that, but yes, you were living in Chicago. This was fall of 2020 Mm -hmm. and you were a middle school art teacher. Mm -hmm. And at that point where you were living in the Chicago area, you were still teaching art, middle school art. She's teaching via Zoom, people. I don't even know how you did that. Part of the time she's living in a historic building with a clanking radiator. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was a quite the hot mess of a time, but we made it through and I'm thankful for that time and grateful for it now, but yeah, a task like illustrating a book, I didn't really know where to begin. I've always been artistic and people have asked me to do little illustrations or projects here and there or paid me to do stuff, but mm-hmm. something that I knew was going to be published. I just knew it was a, in a way a bigger deal mm-hmm. and I didn't know where to begin with like I mean, luckily our publisher was fantastic at telling me like, this is, you know, how the scans need to go. And this mm-hmm. is how big the the DPI needs to be. And I mean, like I said, I was living in a tiny square foot, 400 square foot apartment at the time. So I had no equipment like that. I had right. my watercolor paper and my watercolors. And so I would walk downstairs. I lived above a UPS store. Thankfully. That's, that's <laughs> thankfully. And that's where I would take the scans once I got them done 
or take the illustrations and I would go scan them in this UPS store and the staff there was so wonderful and they would get excited mm -hmm. when I would come back in with more pages. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I can I do it a real quick timeout yeah. because I want to do a shout out Bob from EA books publishing was who we went through. And Bob mm -hmm. was, I guess he's probably like considered an art director. I'm yeah. sorry, Bob, if I'm getting your title wrong, but he was incredible for you to work with. So oh shout gosh. out to Bob. Yes. And, um, and when you're talking about the UPS store, people getting excited when they'd see new, I do have to tell a story and I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> I'll never forget, honey, the first dad and I were just hanging out watching TV one night and I hadn't seen any of your preliminary drawings or anything yet. And this text comes from you and like, seriously, I don't, I'm like totally choked up. And there were all these pictures that went with the book and it brought it to life. And I just, I, I sat there and started bawling like I am right now. Like I, got, I remember so getting that picture of you. Cool. Like <laughs> seeing it come to life and knowing that you're the one that did that. I just was, it made it so cool. And the other really cool thing, and I, I think I talked about this before too, and I'm going to share it again for those of you who didn't hear it. So Lena was my grandma um, my mom's mom, we did not tell my mom we were doing this project. We wanted it to be a total surprise for her. So um, I had to keep it on the down low. You know, it was just mm -hmm. pretty much me and you and Josh and yeah. dad, like really not many people knew. And we didn't tell her until we had a sample copy in our hands. And we showed her that on Easter. But anyway, when you're talking about the UPS people being excited, yeah. I mean, I... I'll never forget that. And when you were home the last time, we we have the original drawings and then you watercolored mm -hmm. them. And so we'll talk, I want to talk about your process too when I get myself oh, yeah. together and I interrupted <laughs> you. So anyway, so you'd go to the UPS store, but let's let it back it up a little bit. Can you talk about what your process was and how you did these? Because for the artists out there who, you know, may not know, mm -hmm. um, talk about your method. Yeah, I, I think I had to do a little research just like because like I said I've made things before I've I've done watercolor pieces before but it wasn't to the point of like is this going to be the quality material I need for it to show up or the colors mm -hmm. to be right and what I learned through that process was it's more about the size of the pixels and how you scan it and it doesn't necessarily have to be a certain paper or a certain you know, type of watercolors, like, yes, there's artist grade things out there and like student grade things, but I just, I mean, we were in a pandemic. I just used what I had. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Bob was wonderful to work with and he reassured me that it was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And so and did like, you draw them with pencil first? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I started with pencil mm -hmm. um, and then usually used a fine point Sharpie or something like that to kind of get the actual drawing part to show up. And then I would go in with the watercolor last. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what really brought them to life was the colors. And mm -hmm. um, I, I enjoyed that, like mixing the right colors together just for even things like, um, you know, Grandma Vandeman's hair. I wanted to make sure it was the right shade of like, <laughs> yeah. like the hair dye that I remember and things like that. Yes. So that was a little yes. bit of a process. Yes. And I have to brag on you for a minute too. Well, I mean, I brag on y'all, you know, for the whole book, but the cover, um, as anyone knows, the cover of your book is so super important. 
And I think you did a little research on that on colors and whatever, but I'll never mm-hmm. forget sending it to um, this one uh, uh, Crystal, a children's book author who had helped me with some editing and things. And then I think even Bob, they're like, okay, are you sure she's never done this before? Because she totally nailed it. Like, I really have never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> but the cover, you know, just the colors. And well, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty exciting too. So. So you drew them and then watercolor, and then you learned how to, you know, scan them and send them to Bob. Mm-hmm. And then he was getting them all. I don't know how he worked his magic, but he did his magic and got them all laid out for us and, yep. and all those things. Um, but I mean, the whole process, I think it was five or six months. Um, yeah, that seems, that seems right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we learned a lot. I mean, I, even from my end, from, you know, being the author and there's just a whole lot more to it than you would think, um, mm-hmm. little details and things like that. So it was a process and you were still teaching from the apartment, um, yes. the, with the clanging radiator mm-hmm. and doing this, but then we, then you moved, um, downtown into a much better situation, but still you still had a lot on your plate. So oh, thank you for teaching. doing it. Yes, of course. <laughs> like I said, I it was one of those things I was being stubborn because it needed to be perfect, but I also knew it needed to be me that was doing it. And I think that's what motivated me to just keep going was like, I, mm-hmm. this job cannot be for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so the question I get a lot, and you probably do too, is when, when are you doing another book? Are you going to do another book? And I'm like, I don't know. I think I have to give her a little time to... yeah. <laughs> Time to time to breathe, but recuperate. We're getting there. I think I could probably get to a point where I'm doing another one, especially now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a couple ideas, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe you never know. Is there anything else you want to add about the whole experience from your perspective? I mean, I would just say what I learned was to not be intimidated by all the research out there that I was doing. Like I said just because you don't have a certain material or a space or a studio or you've, you know, never been published before. Mm-hmm. I just learned that your talent can actually take you further. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just use what you have and mm-hmm. see what comes of it. And obviously we, we made this happen, even though it was during a crazy time and I may not have had like the best of the best materials. I learned that there's more to it than that. It's about the scans and the process and, the timing mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. just if you have you know beautiful artwork then you can make it work yeah well and the love you put into it too I mean that, yes. that comes through for sure yeah um so and just so people know um Lena Zinias is available on Amazon it's also available at barnesandnoble.com and walmart.com um, and then if you're local to me and I'm in Wildwood, Missouri, um, I do still have a few copies, um, available and they come, if you get them locally, they come with a little pack of Lena Xenia seeds. But if you'd get them, if you order it from somewhere else, we have, um, information in the back of the book, you can contact us and we will mail Lena's Xenia seeds to our little readers. And we love doing that. It's been a way to keep 
uh, my grandma's garden alive because she grew zinnias all the time. She grew a lot of things, but that was kind of her thing. Um, and at her 90th birthday party, we handed out zinnia seeds, little packs of zinnia seeds to everyone. And they had come from her garden, like we save mm -hmm. them every year. So it's really cool for us to do that. Um, and so this makes a great Christmas gift or birthday gift or you know, whatever for little readers and it encourages them to get out and grow their own flowers. And so you, what's kind of fun if you get the book and some seeds and then, you know, maybe get some kids gardening utensils and garden gloves and put it all together for a gift. And then it's something for them to read now and look forward to planting their own in the spring. So just a little idea for you there. And then also, if you're local to the St. Louis area, I love um, going to schools or kids garden clubs. Um, it's so much fun. I'll go read the book with the kids. And then usually a lot of times the teachers or garden club will provide a little soil and little cups or little pots and we'll plant seeds with the kids. If not, I bring them and they can take them home to plant. So that's tons of fun for me to do. So what do you think of that? And I know Sydney was, has been in town and we've gotten to do a couple um, yeah. of events together with the kids and she, we, ha oh, I know on, I have a, there's a Lena Xenia's Instagram and Facebook. And not too long ago, I posted a coloring page on the Facebook mm -hmm. that kids can download and because the Xenia's aren't blooming now where we live or in most places, but, um, you can still color your own and, right. and have those, something so. good to do for the winter inside. Yeah. 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 So tell us more. Um, so that's kind of about the book, but I wanted to, you know, just tell people what you're up to now with your art, because, um, you, you really, you know, don't consider yourself a children's book illustrator. That's not your main mm -hmm. kind of art. So tell us what you do and where people can find you. Yeah. So I do, a little bit of everything. And I've kind of always been that way. Um, even in college, I was an art therapy major. So I had to take a little bit of every kind of art. And there's not a single one that I'm uh, more in love with than the others. And so because of that, I have an Etsy shop that I would consider more of like my 3D accessories. I do a lot of polymer clay work and that stuff sells really well at like street fairs. Mm -hmm. um, so like my mom said, I live in Kansas City and I've done a couple local art art fairs and shows and mm -hmm. um the Kansas and the polymer City. clay it's like like I have some gorgeous earrings that you've done yes yeah car car diffusers and right so a lot yeah. of it's jewelry um specifically earrings and the shop name being the boho bay that's because that's kind of my style that's my signature thing I do a lot of earrings that have little tassels on them and different mm -hmm. themes and um, I have Arrowhead earrings for any Kansas City Chiefs fans. Those sell really well at the fairs here. Yes. 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 And last year in the Super Bowl, they sold here too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go um, okay. So in addition to the Etsy shop and the jewelry and accessories, I also am a painter. And so like you can see behind me and behind my mom, if you're watching this, um, if you're listening, there's murals behind both mm -hmm. of us in both of our home offices. So that's yeah, and we may not have this on video right away, but if you want to see my mural, I've posted about it on my Instagram, Honeybee Flower Boutique, um, at Honeybee Flower Boutique. So, and I think I posted about it on my Facebook too, but I'll put something in my stories when this um, comes out so you can see mine because it's gorgeous. 
Thank you. I'm glad yeah. you liked it. And then tell yeah. us where people can see yours on your, because you had some so, pictures on your Instagram of yours. You too, can see both of them on my website, which is oh. sydneyhaugart.com. Sydney yes, people, by the way, she got married on me, which we love. I Craig. did, yes. So, because on the book, it says Rolf. illustrated by Sydney Rolf, but it's yes. now Sydney Haug. It's Sydney so. Haug. It's spelled H-A-U-G, but my mom's going to link that in the show notes mm-hmm. of the art website. But you yep. can see both the murals on there and more of my big paintings. I do a lot of floral canvases, just fun, vibrant colors. I consider myself a mixed media artist since I kind of like a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has some gorgeous paintings. Thank you. Yeah, like I, well, I always want the last one she just did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, good. That's kind of my other main thing is painting and I'm trying to grow that more. So large canvases and feature walls are things that um, I'm kind of trying to promote myself here in Kansas City, but also in St. Louis. I'll drive back to do a custom wall anytime and you can um, fill out my custom art form on my website if you're interested in getting something created by me and I'd love to work with you. Yes. And uh, trust me, you would not be disappointed. Like she just does. I mean, I know I'm her mom, right? But you have she, to does, say that. <laughs> <laughs> she does amazing works. Like everything is always, I mean, I kind of can imagine it, but it's always better than I imagined it. So I'm pretty proud. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. I just want yeah. to hear people to hear um, your perspective and kind of Every there was a whole lot going on when there you was a whole uh, lot going on. illustrated the book, and you know, we got it done though. And I, done. gosh, I feel bad. Like I feel like the, I mean, for me personally, with children's books, the words are important, but the illustrations are equally important. But I, I think for this one specifically, like we already said, since it was this important family story, it just needed to look perfect. <laughs> so I would do it again, though. I would. Okay. All right. Cause I was cleaning out my office the other day and I ran across a book I've got, I'm pretty far along on, but just let me know. We'll see. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening um, to this episode. We really appreciate it. And um, if you, like I said, if you want to check out the book, it's Lena's Xenias. It's on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com and walmart.com. And Actually, there's if you just Google it, there's it comes up on lots of other little boutiques and stuff too, and on online. So we're really thrilled. We're really happy um, that it's been picked up, and we're you know so thankful for all the people locally who have gotten it and supported it. And um, it's just been really cool to keep my my grandma's garden alive and tell her yeah. story because she was such a kind, um, caring, fun loving person. So. Anyway, that's all we have for today. And, um, hon, I can't wait to see you soon for Christmas. I know. I'll see <laughs> you in what, a little over a week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Merry Christmas to all of you too. And we will be back, um, after Christmas with some new episodes, talking to, um, some more flower truck owners. Um, I've got another fun one lined up to talk to one of my favorite flower farmers that I follow. She's also from, um, the state of Missouri, we're a couple hours away, but love following her and you guys will love her too. And um, yeah, we've just got some other cool things coming up. So check back after Christmas and um, hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
Thanks for having me. Yes, I loved it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and for sharing it with your friends and family. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I love sharing joy with flowers, my flower truck, Rosalie, and encouraging others. And if you'd like to encourage us, we'd love it if you'd leave a review for the podcast. Until next time, keep growing and sharing joy.